Welcome to the Once Upon an Island podcast. I am your host, Wesley, and of course, I am joined by my winner analysis co-host, Rebecca. And today we're talking Survivor 45, the final seven. That's where we're at. We're at the final seven. That's crazy. I always feel like this stage of the game escalates so quickly because I feel like it was just yesterday that we had 13 people in the game. It was just yesterday when Caleb saved himself with the shot in the dark, (laughs) it feels like, but not anymore now. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in, by the way, here on YouTube. If you are on YouTube, you'll notice there is a confessional chart in the top right hand corner of the video that just shows you the players and how many confessionals they had each episode. So when we reference it, you have a visual representation of what we're talking about. I do not make the chart. I get it from just strategic on Twitter because somebody asked Rebecca, could I make the chart alphabetical? And I'm like, I don't Mm. make it. That's why I leave their handle on the image because I didn't make it. So anyways, well, Rebecca, there's a lot to talk about from the episode. Uh, Namely, let's talk about Bruce because there's no way. I mean, he will come up, but not in the way we're we're wanting. So (laughs) Bruce goes out last night and I told Mary Throughout the whole podcast, I was extremely frustrated by Bruce's idea wasn't bad. Number one, he just told Katura. It was poor execution. <laughs> yeah, because he should have he should have come up with the lie sooner. I think even D mentioned that at some point where he should have said it as soon as Kelly was voted out. Like the next morning. Of like, yeah. Instead yeah. of, oh, now I'm in trouble. Let me come up with a lie. I don't know. Yeah. But he told Katara and then and then when you go to the girls reward trip, Katara, first thing, like she can't even she hasn't even put (laughs) she hasn't she hasn't put a crumb of food in her mouth. And she's already like, oh, by the way, Bruce is idle. Uh, He still has He's going to lie. And cut to Emily's face. And Emily's like, oh, crap. Because I almost wonder. I went back and looked at that. I almost wonder, was Emily planning on actually doing a flip? And because Katara did that, she's like, crap, well, I can't work with Bella Mm. now. You know, Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I, I think that is a good point, and I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves in talking about Emily, but yeah, I think she's very aware of the re-before and how much of a threat that is, and so, because she, she even said at some point how she wanted to work with the other three, but how like Bruce and Jake and Katura can't work together. They just don't know how to. They can't get on the same page. Yeah. Emily almost needed to like corral all three of them into a conversation with her separately and be like hey guys can we like be logical for one vote and just knock out Ariba? like let's all get them to vote for you bruce play your idol let's get out Ariba, you know but and if she did try that we didn't see it because emily's the one who had to make that happen it wasn't gonna be jake it wasn't gonna be bruce it wasn't gonna be katura it had to be emily now that being said i do think Reba's gonna fall apart at some point and i think emily's gonna have something to do with that um i don't know just yeah, just based on, I don't know, we've been getting hints about the whole, like, oh, Mama Jay, do you want to sit next to someone at the end who you're calling Mama? And, like, you know, all all this stuff, too, about, like, I th- I still feel like Emily and Dee are going to go at it at some point. Historically, Mamas are not a threat. Yeah. Historically, but, Mamas are not a threat in the final three. But people think that they are. You know what I mean? Do they? Like, they drag them to the end all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I think Dee's going to try to drag her to the end for sure. I mean, I could go through every season. That seems a little unnecessary. But like I'm trying to think of every time a mama an old let's just call it an older lady who is not Sandra Diaz Twine, because I mean, people say she's she's not a mama in the way we're talking about. She is bite your head off. Also, <laughs> oh, she's kind. She wasn't really that old the first time that she won. Right. 
I guess she First was a time mom. she won, she's probably in her 30s, but she was a mom. So yeah, last season fair. we had okay. Heidi. I would count Heidi as a mama. I don't know if Carolyn mm-hmm. counts as a mama. I know she I is. I think so. Yeah. I mean, at least for Carson, I think they, they talked about that. True. You know. Uh, the season before that, we didn't have a mom in the final three. 42, no moms. I don't think 41 had one because it was Erica and two guys. So we're going back. Winners of War didn't have a mom in the final three. I only did the idols did not have a mom in the final three. Edge of Extinction had Julie, who was definitely a mama character, and she got skunked in season 38. 37 did not have a mama. Ghost Island did not have a mama. Here's our skill. Yeah, sorry. Season 35. That name is too much. Season 35 had Chrissy, who lost, who was a mama. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. Game Changers did not have a mom in the final three. Uh, though Sarah, Sarah, is, Sarah was a mom. I mean, is a mom, but she does not fit what we're talking about. When we say mama, like, right? It is a specific like motherly type in the game. Yeah, the person you go to to feel better. Yeah, and and I feel like that's it's often brought up anytime there is a person who sort of fits that, I don't know that stereotype or whatever. I feel like it's brought up as if like they're a threat and they're frequently voted out because of it now are they actually a threat i i don't know i mean it is very rare like you're pointing out that that person actually like wins the game but i think people see them as a threat worlds apart carolyn lost she was in the final three Mm -hmm. as a mama so when the moms get to the end it's i mean you could say denise maybe in 25 but she was the therapist she was Mm -hmm. not the mom that season she was the therapist which is not the same we saw hannah i would not call (laughs) hannah the therapist from the season a mama you know what i mean like there's a difference yeah it's just it's rare it's rare for any mom especially i mean we're talking at least post season 20 now i can't think of a mom who's like oh no can't let the mom get to the end it's not a thing yeah so katura was way off base with that that's all i'm saying yeah yeah but is she going to be able to get people to vote with her using that logic maybe yeah i don't know um Anyways, we'll talk about the episode as we go through each player alphabetically, mm-hmm. and we will have our rankings in the description. Uh, I know Mary gave me her rankings yesterday. If I remember, I'll put hers in the description as well. It's a big if. I edit these. <laughs> Rebecca and I record these on Thursday night, and then I edit them Thursday night, and then Friday morning I upload. I don't. Sometimes I don't even remember. I don't even remember. I'm like, if you got everything in the description, then great. Otherwise, you know. Sorry. Right. Let's let's go alphabetically. Okay. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about Bruce? I feel like we got off track. We did get off track. No, I was just uh I mean it was a long t- it was a long time coming. No, I mean I I like Bruce, but I expected Bruce to lose. Uh, Bruce did have a match chat. Yeah. Is the match chat dead? That's the question. It Emily's our be. last hope. I am yeah, I can't wait till we get to Emily cuz I have some some things to talk about and some questions and yeah. Well, we'll get there. Let's start with yeah. Austin. Austin is our first player alphabetically. Mm-hmm. Austin has 41 confessionals. He only had two last night. He was not a major character last night, despite the boys segment, which, by the way, Rebecca, that's the first time licensed music has ever been used on Survivor, like during in the edited show, not on like a not in like a reunion or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So I won't sing it because last night I sang it like five or six times. And boy, did I get comments saying, stop having fun. Stop singing songs. Stop talking about anything. that's not survivor. God forbid. Yep. Keep on track. Yep. Wesley. Yeah, I hear you. I sometimes I just like enjoying life. 
I know. No, we Wesley, we need you to be one dimensional, only survivor. <laughs> <laughs> like I get off the podcast, like I can only survivor, 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 survivor. Who I'm am not, I? <laughs> I'm at a friend's house. Anyway, so we're talking about Austin. Austin has 41 confessionals. Uh, that is the he's about middle of the pack, actually, in terms of confessionals. He has no he's the only player with no votes against him besides Katura. He has one idol. Count it one. Julie has the other one. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask about that if she ever gave that back to him because we never saw it. But and previously on Survivor, they even clarified. Yeah, they were like he emphasizing. Gave he gave it to right. her. So she hasn't given it back. As far as we know, he hasn't asked for it back. So Julie has the other idol. He only, he only has one. He should have two. He should have asked for it back. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's avoiding that conversation though, because that's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not a super easy conversation. To be like, hey, can I get my second idol back at the final seven? <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. So what do you think about Austin? Yeah, I don't know. He's interesting because you know, for a while now, I mean, he's held so much power in the game, like technically. But I just I don't feel great about him from a winner winner perspective because like I just feel like, um, with the exception of the sandwiches debacle, yes, which he like, got his revenge. Yes, he got his revenge, and that was like clearly an example of the show, you know, trying to tell us that hey, he was right about something that other people were wrong about. But besides that, I just feel like he hasn't gotten an edit that shows him to be a strategic player or like shows him to be like clever in the game if that makes sense um because yeah there's just been enough things where you know it's like he just, i don't know he just gets like uh an edit of like there was one time d was saying like oh i i bet the boys are like scared or something and then it cut to him and he was like tell me about tacos it's just like stuff like that that's just been kind of sprinkled throughout the season um that i mean this yeah, episode took its chance to dunk on the men again when yes. we have the women on reward and yes. they're like having their emotional moment and they're also talking about strategy and we cover to the men and it's 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 the boy segment, you know, yeah. Hi, yeah. Yeah, that segment. That's the <laughs> segment. I It's hard for me not to sing it. It's a catchy song. It's from Top Gun. Uh, they're having their whole thing and they're like Drew's flexing and a couple of the guys even do the handshake thing that's from the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, not that that's what they're trying to do. Bruce is even carrying a log that is from another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Might be the same one. I'm not familiar with this whole filmography but my point is that like that's the what they're making us think about the boys which by the way was a great segment but the women are shown to have emotional content strategic content one point somebody said a woman's gonna win this season though don't take that too i would say i mean it, i'm not saying it's incorrect but i'm saying they've done that before and then a woman didn't win the season they've they've done that before so that's not the end all be all as, as much as it sounds like it could be yeah, and and I mean I will say like I I definitely feel like the women are in control of the game because like just the fact that Emily was able to win the reward and like take all the women with her and literally call it out and like she said in front of everyone like let's make it a ladies night and then they still voted a guy out like the guys didn't try to like form an alliance or anything or like they're they're not worried about the women and i feel like they should be and the only people shown to be actually tricked by bruce's uh play yes. was the men yep i mean to be fair it's because he told katura the truth had he not told katura the truth would everyone have been tricked you know maybe bruce should have only told jake and jake could have been the leak like he originally planned 
But back, but really a focus here in Austin is I'm with you. Like where was the Austin content? Also, Austin is the only person who solidly does not have any emotional backstory. Yes. So, sob story, whatever you want to call it. He has nothing. I mean, we'll get to Katura. Katura's like got half in my opinion. Like it was so close, but we didn't get the pictures. It was interesting. You know? Also, yep. it wasn't really emotional in the sense of it was more like we'll talk it, about Katura. It was an there. illusion to yeah. something that happened, but she didn't explain. Yeah. I don't feel like that's the emotional story. Anyways, but for Austin, we have nothing, not even a kind of. He's the only person we're sitting around waiting on. Maybe he'll get it next. Truly, week. the most emotion we've gotten from him is over the sandwiches. Yeah. Don't mess with Austin and his sandwiches. Also, we get hints that Austin and Dee have a thing. Like, even next time on Survivor. They're like romantic music, Austin and Dee. Well, what's going on here? They are the same age, I'll say. They're both attractive. You know, something's happening, clearly. Yep. <laughs> uh, but with Austin... He did say at one point he will not vote out D. That was last week. So I like Austin. I'm high on Austin. I think he's great. He could be our Gabler this season. Yeah, it's true. Here's the thing, Rebecca. We'll talk about this when we reach D and Emily, but D and Emily might Mm -hmm. be our Jesse and Carla. Yeah. They could be. And then really, we have a Gabler situation. So who's Gabler? Is it Austin? Is it Katura? Is it Jake? It can't be Drew Julie. I know that. It can't be Drew Julie. Who is is Austin or Gabler? I mean, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, I would be too. I would be happy with seeing him win. Um, yeah, we just haven't gotten a lot of like hints towards that yet. But yeah. Yeah. To be fair, Gabler was always like, I'm hiding in plain sight and stuff. I don't know if we would <laughs> yeah. ever get that same exact edit. I'm not sure what it would be. But Austin and D this episode were the most quiet. Everyone else felt like they were front and center. Austin and D almost like fade in the background. Which was weird because I was actually expecting a little bit more because last week it was hinted that they liked each other. I was expecting that this week and it didn't really come up. Now it's hinted next week on Survivor. They keep hinting at it. Yeah. Yeah. They keep hinting. That, I will say, I think that, may, and again, maybe this is like a side effect of the 90 minute episodes, but there's been so much stuff that it's like, yeah, we're, we're getting this, we're getting hints or we're getting even overt stuff like the Katura and Bruce feud that we, I think that was in every single episode leading up to this one. And it's like it, it took until episode 10 for that to turn into anything <laughs> or for it to be concluded. You they know, built so, it up so much. Yeah, there's so much hype for so many things in this season. Next season, what they have two hours for the first two episodes, they're going to have a lot of time to set up things. A lot of time. Uh, that's an extra hour of content over this season. So. I'm looking for, for hopefully 46 can deliver as well. I think this episode, last episode, while I know last episode was kind of weak and this episode was like more frustrating. I mean, we had a really great first eight episodes and now we have a couple of what I call actually this is survivor. We have been not had in a while. We're just like kind of predictable. We used to have this a lot in the twenties and sometimes in the thirties where it's like, okay, we know exactly who's going home next. No matter how much they try to spend time to fool us, like we we all know what's happening here. We know Reba's in charge. We're just waiting for when is the Reba crack going to happen? And it could be next week. But that's also another thing they used to do. They used to tease, oh, maybe next week the alliance will crack. Maybe next week. I don't know, Rebecca. It could be that Reba just goes to the final four together because what is their purpose for turning on each other? Right? Well, yeah. I mean, I do think when you start looking at a final three, 
Like, why would Austin turn on Reba? But like, who thinks that they might be the fourth in that alliance, you know, than that person? Well, yeah, fair. And she might. And, you know, we kind of got hints that might be happening next episode because uh, Dew is like, you know, my game is in Julie's hands. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I, those I could are just see, words. I could see it happening, but <laughs> those are just words. Know. If it's the next yeah. time on Survivor, those are just words. <laughs> that's not what's happening. <laughs> D is not going. Neither is Julie next week. That's exactly what that means. Yeah, this week. <laughs> that's exactly what that means. It means anybody but those two. So I am wondering if Austin, is there anyone he can go to the end and, and lose against at the moment? If he, Emily, I guess. Yeah, I think Emily for sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's does it's he one lose against D or Drew? Who does he lose against? But also, who does he win against? You know, I feel like I just we just don't. I don't know. We just don't know him super well. Like, yeah, we've gotten to see him play. Like, you know, he's made some good moves. And you're wanting more know. personal content. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, I just don't know how he's going to. I'm trying to picture his jury speech, and I just don't know like what he's going to talk about. But at the moment, I don't see why he couldn't beat Katura, Julie, Jake. Mm-hmm. drew but see even people. jake i don't know if jake gets to the end he does have an underdog he has an underdog story i don't know yeah i know you're high on jake i saw yeah. rebecca's rankings in advance i know she's <laughs> high on him so for yep. me austin is number three okay where's yeah, he for you fair enough so he's number four for me number four for rebecca yes yeah whoa, whoa, whoa. And- i'm a little surprised i don't agree with your ranking on jake we'll get there when we get there but i I don't agree. Maybe I can persuade. Maybe I can. I can suade you. I don't know if persuade, but I'll suade you. Okay. All right. Our next player is D. D has mm-hmm. one vote against her. She has no advantages. However, she does have a sob story, a legit sob story back in episode five. Uh, she has two people out of, she has, well, technically herself because she can't vote for herself. Three people out of a cast of seven who have come out and said, I will not vote out D. D's not voting out herself, obviously. And Austin and Julia both said, I'm not voting out D. So D is in a power position. D is running the Reba Alliance. Yeah. 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 She's she is. It's so interesting to me because she's in such a powerful position. But I do feel like the last like three episodes or so, she's been so quiet. Like, I feel like we haven't been hearing from her very much. I she mean, does only have 32 confessionals, which is the second least. Yeah, which is fascinating to me because, yeah, I feel like she is in a really good position to win. Um, like you pointed out, just, you know, with her alliance and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I don't know if she's going to have like a really big, you know, explosive last half of the game or last last part of the game. Mm. Um but we still yeah. do have three episodes left. And if she makes the finale, I assume that's going to be two. Well, I assume it's three hours, but then they got the whole segment at the end. So like two and a half. Sure. So yep. there's, a, there's a lot of time if she makes the finale, especially if she makes final three at the rate she's going. Mm-hmm. A lot of time to give her yeah. content that they may be holding off because they got so much time. Yeah. And yeah. they know it. Same with yeah. Austin. And, and, and again with her, like I, I do think that, you know, in terms of her jury speech, like, even though she's been somewhat under the radar, I do still think that she's pulling a lot of strings. And so I think that she will have stuff to talk about in that final mm-hmm. uh, tribal. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I do. I have her at uh, number three right now in my rankings, which I really went back and forth. I almost put her as number two. She's been number two for a while, but it's just that she's been so quiet recently. I'm like, I don't know. I have her at number three, but she could go at number two. When I'm thinking about these players, I'm thinking about what what are their paths to the end at the moment? And D is one of those people. I don't see why she can't reach the end. I mean, by the end, I mean the final three. Say Austin, I could see why he would be in a fire making competition. A final four. I could see that. I could see Drew D or Julie winning uh, final four immunity and putting Austin in it. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't you just bring D to the end? Mm-hmm. You know? And at the moment, D's been running the show. D's not, D's articulate. Like, D is not, I don't think D's going to collapse like Carolyn did in 44 in the final three and not be able to explain her game. Mm-hmm. I, Rebecca, yeah. I said to yesterday to Mary, I'm 99.9% sure D's our winner. Yeah. I'm calling yeah. it. I'm yeah. calling it. I think D's the winner. I think one of the big things, one of her big obstacles right now is Emily. Because I think if Emily goes after her, then she could be in trouble. But I think I think that that war is inevitable between the two of them. And I think whoever comes out on top is our winner. So, yeah, Emily's losing firepower. It was after last night when I saw Bruce go and Emily just decided to let Reba have their way. I'm like, well, crap, because I was with you. I'm like, man, if Emily could just get, she gets the upper hand in, in the Wednesday's episode. I'm like, yeah, Emily's got this thing. Like, I'll flip. I can put D number one last week, but I'll flip real quick. I got no problem putting Emily back at number one. But she didn't win. And it's not completely her fault. I don't blame Emily completely because Katura was no help. Jake, not much help. Mm -hmm. Bruce, not much help. But, you know, she's not working with much in Mm -hmm. terms of the way they're just like all fractured. Yeah. But also next week, if they go at it, Emily only has to get one Reba to flip. What is her path to the end? Who's... Who's going to bring Emily to the end? Who? I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I could see, I don't know. I, I could see Jake Katura. I don't know. I think that there's an, like, there's enough anti Reba, uh, just, you know, there's mentality three out or whatever. Of seven. Who, who's going to turn? Yeah. Up? But That's so, I mean, yeah, she has to get one person to turn, but if she can do that, I don't know. I think it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. Emily, Emily, maybe she goes on an immunity streak. I mean, she was like the first out of that immunity challenge last night, but then she won reward. So she clearly has something. So if she gets the, you get an immunity win at the right time. It can make all the difference. I'm not saying she can't reach final three. I'm saying who's going to take her there. And at the moment they get, if they decide to get rid of Jake and Katara next and just get rid of all the bellow, Emily's number five. So you're right. She needs to make a move, but Emily has no firepower. She doesn't have any advantages. Nothing. Got nothing. She should have had Bruce give him, give her his idol before he left. I don't know if she can get Austin and Drew to turn on D and Julie, which I know is, I think is what she's kind of banking on because they've, those three have been close, but she doesn't know Austin and D are wanting to make out. Yeah. She doesn't know this. Yeah. Honestly though, I, I wonder about if she would be able to flip Drew because he's been shown to not, have the greatest social game. Now that doesn't mean. By the that way, he's we're talking about D like, right now. I almost forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, really we kind of got D. derailed talking let's, about. Let's Reba, stay on D for but, a second. I have D ranked number one. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Uh, but before I have said before, and I'll say it again. 
for me, it's almost like D and Emily are like a one A one B. Like if I could do that, I would, but technically D one and Emily will be two when we get to her. But I was just trying to stay on D. I guess let's, let's yes. refocus. Yeah. Yeah. Let's focus. How does yep. D re- who does D beat at the end? I think everyone but Emily. And I don't know. Maybe this is a controversial opinion. You do have Jake. I think if D is sitting next to Jake at the end, I I don't think it's guaranteed that he would beat her. But I think it's guaranteed he, that he loses. He does. I mean, he's done a pretty decent job of lawyering the jury that we have so far. And he has an underdog story. And if D is unable to articulate her game, which again, I think she's she is articulate and I think that she has a decent shot of doing that. But I don't know. I think I think Jake has a shot at beating her. I don't know if I would say it's likely, but I think it's possible. I think Emily's the only one here who could beat her. But yeah, we shall Emily see. Emily is much more likely. So yeah. you have D ranked number three. I have yes. D ranked number one. Okay, so briefly, I want to mention that Patreon is free to sign up for. Patreon is how you can uh, watch everything we make early. We have so many videos on there right now. I just uploaded Russell Hance's video covering all four seasons, which was like two hours and 47 minutes and wow. more, more than just the oh, four wow. seasons. I got to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I Keith Nail should be on there by the time you're listening to this from San Juan del Sur. So check it out. Links in the description. It's free to sign up for. Uh, and I also that's also where I post all my updates as well. So, oh, and people get to vote. I keep forgetting about that. Right oh, now yeah. we're voting on whether we should make a winner story for the winner of 45, whoever that will be, and whether I should make a secrets video for season 45 as well. OK, well, let's move on to Drew. Drew Basile. I haven't heard much about Basile. Actually, yes. I was expecting more by now, but it hasn't happened. Yeah. Was that just in the pilot episode? Just that, in the pilot. Just in the just, okay. Just the first episode. Drew was flexing on us last night, but he got <laughs> seven confessionals last night. He has fifty mm-hmm. in total. He has the second most behind Emily. And at the moment, I feel like he's fine. I feel like people might bring him to the end, but also mm-hmm. it seems like they keep presenting Drew and Julie as like these outliers in a way. But also, mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think about Drew? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's funny as much as he's in such a powerful alliance, they are so consistently showing him to be bad at social play. Like I he had that whole thing with Brando, you know, a few episodes back. Um this episode he had all, that whole weird thing with Jake where they're like both like mad at each other now. Like that whole thing was just so silly that and was like pretty silly. I just he just seems to consistently fumble the personal relationships aspect of the game and so i I don't know i just feel like i I do think it's likely he gets to the end i mean he's in a really good spot but once he does that i'm just afraid he's gonna have a lot of enemies on the jury so i just don't see it being very likely that he wins right now um and also if if he's going to the end with reba he's gonna have a hard time i think kind of explaining his strategic game and how Mm -hmm. he was like controlling things because I, I don't think he really is at the uh, moment. I think Drew so. thinks more highly of himself than, yes. than he actually is in the game. He has two votes against him, I forgot to mention. He has a sob story, but it was in a secret scene. Mm, and for those yeah, who have been tracking all good. year, for me, that's killer. I am. Somebody mentioned it. What was it, like week five or six about, the, about sob stories for every winner? 
being in the show and I'm on board. I mean, the Matt chat I'm questionable on if Emily wins. I guess I didn't. I should have preached to harder this season, but <laughs> the sob story is legit. I think the sob story is legit. And Drew's was cut. It's in a secret scene. Drew's not winning. He's not winning. He's I don't care if you're just final three. He's not winning. People try to convince me Drew's winning. Drew's not winning. Hope. And if I'm wrong, by the way, flabbergasted why they would leave his in a secret scene and leave all these other people's in the show when they have all this time. Yeah. We've got a dancing bug scene and we don't get his sob story. <laughs> we get Drew flexing on us and talking about how, you know, he's not used to being one of the boys. Hi, He's not used to being one of them. And yet yep. we can't get his sob story, you know, so uh, Drew's Drew's not winning. Nothing, nothing against Drew. He's just not winning the game. Drew for me is number six. Yeah, he's also number six for me. I'm right there with you. Good, though I disagree yep. with your number seven. <laughs> no. You do. Interesting. I, yes. Okay. Yes. I think that person should be higher. We'll get there when we get Interesting. there. Interesting. But and I, I will say, I think my bottom three are all interchangeable. I don't think any of them are winning. So no, he's, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to Emily. Emily has the most confessionals of fifty-four. I think she got the lead in like episode. <laughs> I forgot what. One or two and hasn't let go since. Yep. yep. Like she's just holding it. She has seven <laughs> confessionals last night. Emily is basically, she is, what is it called? The last Jedi. She's our last hope against this Reba alliance. Like if Emily goes, we're done. Reba's win- somebody from Reba's winning. I don't care. Personally, don't care if Jake or Turret are at the end. I think Emily's our only non-Reba hope for a non-Reba winner. Yeah, I agree. Emily has a sob story. She got it last night. I wouldn't call it sob. It was an emotional story about uh, how she's dated her boyfriend for 10 years and she didn't want to be a wife because of the role. I think it was the, I think it's more of the social view on a wife versus mm-hmm. commitment. It wasn't like a commitment thing. Yeah. It sounded like, yeah, I don't know if that's changed. I, by the way, I don't know if that's changed because she said uh, she sounds sincere. Mm-hmm. I wonder if her boyfriend watched it last night. He's like, well, do you, you know? I yeah. Don't know. So <laughs> like, how does he feel in the situation? I don't know. I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping, you know, that that was for real and that like they really do get married. That'd be cool. But anyways, Emily actually got an emotional story. They didn't cut it out of the show. It was legit. Even had the flashback to a picture. So Rebecca, what yep. do you think about Emily? Yeah, I am very high on Emily. Uh, she is my number one. I, I, yeah, she's my number one. I'm very, is she very number high one on by her. a mile. Um, I wouldn't say by a mile, but maybe like, a quarter of a mile you know okay like she's she's got a bit of a lead she's got a lead but it's not too big i got you yeah 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 um but yeah i she just has such main character energy this season and i i don't really know how else to describe it but yeah just like i mean there's been instances where you know uh how like way back when lulu was they lost immunity and like everybody else was celebrating but we got like sad music and like slow-mo focused on her she's our fan um, favorite yeah and i and you know obviously like in this episode when she won the uh the reward challenge and you know they're all reading the the letters from loved ones and stuff and you know we got to focus a little bit on katura and got to hear from each of them but then we focused on emily and i just feel like that's a consistent theme throughout this season is like we're hearing from other people, but we're focusing on Emily. And she narrated this episode. I mean, uh, you know, I know you're not like the the Bruce boat was, you know, whatever. But 
could have maybe been a little bit better, but she she did really control the vote last night, and we got to see that. Um, yeah, but whether she it was controlled a good it move to or not. her own detriment. Yes. Well, yes. ultimately, I think this was a bad decision. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, like you said, you know, maybe uh, she's planning on breaking up Reba. You know, maybe she thinks she has a, an in there. How? But well, I don't know. Well, yeah. Julie we'll nor Austin will turn on D. So her only in is possibly Drew. Drew, they're not going to take you to final three, bud. Come with me. Yeah. You know, I'm a yeah. nerd like you. No, that has not worked before, though. Brando tried that. Drew was not. Drew was not having it. So. Because you mentioned Drew's social game earlier, and I meant to echo that. Yes. Last night with Jake, it was not great. See, that is true. But also, even in this episode, like Emily was the one who tipped Drew off that, you know, the whole Bruce Idol thing was a lie. So I feel like he likes her. I mean, he they are working together. So I don't know. I could see her trying to pull something. Who likes Emily? Drew. Yeah. Cause Just like Emily, as a friend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The way you said that, I was like, does he, did I miss something? Oh, All no, right. sorry. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> just no, just misread. that, yeah. Like, I, I think that they're working together. Um, And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. She'll, she does need to make a move real soon against Reba. Otherwise, she's going to start dropping in my rankings. But right now, yeah. But right now, I don't know. She just has such main character energy. I'm just, I'm pulling for her. Day 19 just ended, so they now have seven days. Day 20 through 26. 26, of course, is Final Tribal, so really it's like six stars to make Final 3. And I'm guessing next episode is probably a two-day episode, and then from there on out, it should be one day per... I don't know. I don't have exact numbers here. We got three episodes left. We have seven days. Maybe every episode's two days, except for the finale. I don't don't know. But what I do know is that she doesn't have much time, and if if seeds have not been planted... To break up this re before, you know, if that's the nice thing about 39 days, you could plant seeds and like a few days later. Oh, interesting. But here it's like, it's almost like, I don't know what the equivalent is, but you can't plant seeds. You have to like microwave, you know, you can't plant, you can't crock pot your strategy. You have to microwave it. <laughs> and as we all know, microwaving is nice. It's fast, mm-hmm. but it doesn't taste as good. Right. It never tastes <laughs> as good as the oven or crock potting or putting on a grill, you know? Taking mm-hmm, time to mm-hmm. cook something. So yes. what can what can Emily microwave at the moment? Maybe Jake and Katara could work together, but it's still only three with no advantages. Julie and Austin have the only idols. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I, I do think that her next move needs to be trying to break up Reba. Um, now, I will say with all of this, like even though Reba is in the power position, I haven't really heard anybody throw Emily's name out for a while, at least that I remember. I don't think they know she's targeting them. Yeah. And also, the other thing that I will say, I think that Caleb being on the jury is going to be wildly helpful for her if she makes Mm -hmm. it to the end. Because even like last night, um, you know, they were really playing up the whole, you know, Jake versus Bruce, who's going to go home or whatever. And uh you know kelly and kendra were like making (laughs) faces and just you know very you know like thinking that jake was gonna go home and caleb was like no no like yeah just 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 wait wait. (laughs) like he knew like he sees that emily was gonna make that move also caleb's seen survivor he knows how these vote reveals go yes exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know i just think that him being on the jury and I think he's going to be pulling for her 
if she makes it to the end. And I think that will be very helpful. He's very influential. Uh, I, I don't have is I think Emily or Chanel three. I think she's in a very strong spot to win. I don't think there's anyone here who I think could just beat Emily in the final three. I think Emily wins. So in that regard, that's why Emily for me is number two. I know for you, she's number one. My issue is how does she get there? Cause after last night, I don't have an answer. I don't know. And I don't think she can immunity her way to the end. Yeah. One person here I think could do that is Austin. I don't think anyone oh, else could, could immunity their way to the end. I think Austin now with Bruce out of the way. And if no more, t- no more twists where people have to sit out of immunities. Yeah. Austin or Julie. I could see Julie doing it too because she was right there with Bruce. I think both times that he won, she was like really giving him a run for his money and Austin was out way before she was. Did Austin sit out for Rice? That wasn't, he wasn't one of them, was he? Um, I don't think so, but I don't okay. remember for sure. Because Bruce really won against Kendra and Julie last week, which is not stiff competition. It's not the whole field. Austin wasn't even a participant. You know, he's part of a team that dragged him down. And then you go to two weeks ago and I forget. So Austin lost legitimately against Bruce two weeks ago. And you're right. Julie beat him as well. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm like, who here can make an immunity run at the moment? I'm like, Austin's mm-hmm. the only person I can think of. Yeah. But again, I mean, it does really depend on the challenges because I mean, the challenge in this episode, like the women were all out immediately, even though they had, you know, been at the sanctuary and eaten and all of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it. it Definitely depends on the challenges, but that's Survivor. So doesn't feel like ages ago when we had the auction. Feels like ages. It ago. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Remember goes. when D spent nine hundred dollars on a milkshake? Yeah, that was only like two weeks ago, but it feels like ages ago when you watch this show week by week. Uh, <laughs> when you go back and you binge a season, you just like things don't like frustrate you as much, and you have so much less time to think about it. But when you have like a week to sit on something. It's like they're planting seeds in our heads, Rebecca, when there's 13 weeks of the show. I'm like, th- things I thought I've changed, you know, which is makes for a more fun podcast. Uh, so Emily, for me, is number two for you. Number one, my question, and I have this for everyone in the, who's listening. Comment. Let me know what is Emily's path to the end? Because I don't know. I don't see it. And maybe someone can convince me. Somebody convince me to look at this uh, sob story thing more seriously. You know, mm-hmm. it's possible. Yeah. Plant the yeah. seed. There you go. All right. Our next player is Jake. By the way, Emily only had one vote against her. Jake has seven votes against him. He has surprisingly only 37 confessionals. As I say every week, I'm surprised by how few confessionals he has. I feel like he gets a lot of screen time outside of confessionals, which helps, which helps. Uh, Jake has 37 confessionals. He got nine last night. Uh, He does not have a shot in the dark. He doesn't have any advantages. (laughs) I think Jake at the moment is asking to, I think Bruce was asking for this as well, when they failed asking to be a goat. I think Jake gets the end. He doesn't win Rebecca unless he's our gabler of the season, which is what you're proposing. I think. Yeah. What do you think? about yeah. Jake? Yeah. So Jake is interesting. Um, so I'll lead off with my ranking, which is I have him at number two, but again, as I said with D my two and three spot was really close. Honestly, if I could put them both at, what did you say? Two a two B. Like, I think they're they're both pretty close for me. Um, so, yeah, because with Jake, I don't know. I, I've just he does such a good job at tribal of like, well, staying alive for one thing. And even just like last night, the way he was talking, like he knows how to, I think, get certain reactions from people like 
uh, even Kelly, I think, made a comment about, you know, how, oh, like he's he's really pulling out my heartstrings or whatever. Um, now, so, yeah, I, I think that he does. I think to get to the end, he's going to have to kind of be a goat. And so then, you know, how does he convince the jury? I think he goes with the underdog sc- story and is, you know, can be kind of, like you said, a gabler of this season. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. It's It's going to be a tough like journey for him to get to the end but if he can i think he has a shot at winning so yeah jake has a sob story he was like the first one to get it i think too so that's he's qualified in that regard technically doesn't he have two does well does the living at home with grandma i don't know if that counts no. as a sob story but that it was- has to be emotional in a way that makes you feel bad sad sure sure um not not a happy feeling don't feel happy okay all right don't feel happy. emily got it emily's got emotional it. story is the closest you can feel to happiness basically okay <laughs> in, in in the first five seasons of the new era we'll see if 46 changes anything but uh jake here's my thing with jake is while i do think last night he was like i feel so out of the loop and the jury you see like oh yeah, yeah yeah here's the thing jake's been like julie said that she's been doing i think jake's been burning jury members Jake burned Bruce last night. He burned him when Bruce told him the thing and Jake leaked it just like Bruce knew he would. You know, why is why is Bruce going to respect Jake at the end? So then we go over to Kendra. Well, Kendra and Jake were never close. They had like one scene when he passed out in the uh, past near the fire. Oh, right. Yeah. And that's like it. Yeah. What else does he have? And then you got Jake and Kelly. Mind you, these are all people he's been on the tribe with. He had plenty of time to get to know these people. And Kelly, I don't. Jake and Kelly, were they ever a thing? No. I mean, there was the one moment where, yeah, he was like feeling he he had a, another episode or whatever. And then Kelly was there because she was, you know, she's a nurse. And so they had a little moment there and she was like encouraging him like, hey, like, don't don't be down on yourself. Like, you know, stay in the game, like all of that. But why would he get Kelly's vote over somebody else? Right. I, I don't know. It depends on who he's sitting next to, because if he's sitting next to like, I don't know, Katura and. That ain't happening. Rue, I don't that know. Ain't I don't know. Austin, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's going it, to be I, like Austin D or Emily. Happens, and he's not getting votes. Yeah. Yeah. Who does he have? Caleb is not going to vote. Caleb's voting mm-hmm. for Emily. And if Emily yeah. gets the jury, well, Emily's going to be like, hey, yeah, D's he the best person here. He cannot have Emily sitting next to him at all. Because, yeah, but, it, it, you know, if, if he's trying to use the underdog story, like Emily has a way better underdog story than he does. Jake has soured people on the jury. Drew, if he goes to the jury, is going to be sour on Jake. We just saw them fight tonight, you know, and I'm not, by the way, I love Jake's game in terms of as a viewer, but if we're talking about from a winner perspective, no, as a viewer, I like it because it's fun to watch, but it's not a winning game. Jake's burning people, whether he means to or not. Like last night with Drew was like, there's no reason to do that. Yeah. From a winner yeah. perspective, from a view, as I said, I love watching it. It just doesn't help you win. <laughs> it's like watching Russell Hans. I like it. It's fun. It doesn't help you right. win. <laughs> you know, it's fun for me. Yeah. The only thing I would say is if Drew is on the jury, he seems like the type of person who might be able to, I don't know, take take his personal feelings out of out of it to some degree and and just focus on the gameplay. But okay, so which in which final three is Jake getting Drew's vote? Who is Jake sitting next to that he gets Drew's vote? Yeah, 
Uh, there's no, Katura, there's nobody. Maybe Julie. Katura and who? Why would he not vote for Julie over Jake? You see what yeah. I mean? What final yeah. three does Jake have to win? Jake's uh, Jake's lost this game. I don't. He's maybe at number it's a four final for two. Me. He's at number <laughs> four for me. No, don't get me wrong. We were talking like this about Gabler in forty three, so we're not perfect. Because <laughs> we were like, ha, who's Gabler beat? <laughs> so who does Jake beat? I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong on this whole jury. We yeah. don't have any Ponderosa videos. I got nothing. So I'm over yeah. guessing based on. Maybe he gets to the final three and tells everyone that he's living with his grandma and <laughs> he just wants to move out. And then everyone gives him the money. <laughs> I'm moving out of Nana's house. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Jake. I have nothing against Jake. I think Jake's fun. I just Jake. I just don't know who like Emily. I don't see her path to the final three with Jake. I don't see even if he got, gets the final three. How does who who does he have to sit next to? Sure, Katura, but that's it's not a final two. It's a final three. So, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I like Jake. I like Jake, but there I just don't think he he has the jury. And like, is Austin going to vote for Jake over D, Drew or Julie? No. And Reba's going to vote for Reba. Any Reba's in the end. The final three at this point needs to be Emily, Jake and Katura. And Jake cannot beat Emily. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jake can't win. Yeah. At the moment, I don't see it. Now he needs yeah. to do a complete U-turn in the next six or seven days to change my mind on that. It's not impossible. It's not like Drew and Julie, who I think are impossible to win. So I, that's my big rant. I'm just like, the more I think about, the more I think about you have him ranked so high. And I'm like, what is Rebecca? Seeing <laughs> okay. I'm not seeing. How about I'll, I'll bump him down to three. D will be my number two. He can be my number three. Will that make you feel better? <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, I, your rankings are, like you and Mary can have all the rankings you want, your opinions. It's fine. I just, I don't, I don't get it. And I am not perfect. I could very well be wrong. What a yeah. shocker. Oh so, man. That'd be crazy. Wouldn't that be, that would be the first time ever. I've never been wrong ever. This is kind of a, a side note, but I do have to say on the, the, um, oh, what's the app where, you know, My we're like app. voting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I picked Katura early on as like one of my five and she has gotten me the most points out of anyone. <laughs> Bruce got me the most on my team. Yeah. So all of that to say, yeah, I don't know when it comes to, to these, maybe sometimes it's the people you least expect, yeah, you know, my picks app is not favoring it's, gameplay. There yeah, is well. thing you get, po- you get tokens from people, uh, from people giving emotional stories and I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> Yeah, that's great. But like, I'm trying to like, how do I, how do I evaluate that on a, on a winter basis? You know, <laughs> it's a fun app. We have a league on there, mm-hmm. the once upon an island league, but I, I'm not too worried about the Bruce has the most points for me and I have D on my team, you know, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get out I have here. Emily on my team. Yeah. yeah. How's Emily not crushing it for you? Exactly. I don't know. I, I should Did I not put Emily on my team? I got to double check my team. I think I have Emily on there too. She had such a big first episode. I'm like, this is going to turn around. I know it. Thankfully, I didn't put like Brandon on my team. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Or Hannah. Yeah. Well, I couldn't put Ooh. Hannah. It was too late. <laughs> or Sean. Yeah. I wonder if her quit loses you points. Anyways, Emily. Or sorry. If Jake for me is number four for you, he's number two. We're moving on to Julie. Julie has three votes against her. She has an idol that Austin does not claim back. Julie has the least confessionals of 28. Uh, she's never been skunked in an episode like Bruce and Brando had been. And a couple other people as well. Sifu and J. Maya. But Julie can't win. She has her sob story in a secret scene, in my opinion. What do you think about Julie? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't 
think it's likely that she's going to win. I think that she's like simultaneously just not a big threat. And also she's being targeted by people. And so, I, yeah. And that, yeah, and like, like why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why um, Julie over everybody? I think, I mean, she seems very nice. Like, you know, I, I really, she seems like the type of person that you're like glad to have out on the island with you. You know, um, I thought her moment with Katura when, you know, they were reading the letters and stuff was really sweet. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see her winning at all. Um, she's ranked number five for me, which is in the bottom three. Just, yeah. I don't think she has a shot at winning, unfortunately. Julie, for me, is ranked at number seven. Uh, really, truly, her and Drew are equal. <laughs> if, I, if I could do 7A, 7B, I would do that. <laughs> because they're both equally not winning. That sob story yep. being in the secret scene would be yeah. the most baffling decision ever if they left, if they did that. And then, for the winner, I mean. So, Julie, yeah, I don't know why. Katura last night's like, we need out Julie. She's going to be a huge threat being a mom in the final threes. Like, Katura hasn't yeah. watched Survivor before. <laughs> That's why I, I asked. Yeah. And uh, Julie, though, she has an idol. She did say she's going rogue next week or whatever. I don't know why. Why is she being targeted over like Austin? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. And I, I mean, again, like, who knows what we can glean from the teaser for next week. But it, you know, D was like, oh, you know, my game is in her hands, whatever, like. I, I don't know. Is she turning on D? I don't know that that's very likely, but her and Austin said they wouldn't turn on D. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and I don't know. The only thing would be if she realizes that she can't beat D. But like she's already talked about how hard it is for her to like vote people out, you know, after they trust her. And I just don't see her turning on any of the Reba at this point. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. D. I feel like Julie is going to the final three. If, if Reba stays strong as they, which is what they should do. If I was Reba, I don't care about the viewers at home. I'm trying to win this game. Reba stays strong, gets rid of Emily, then Jake and then Katura in that order. Mm-hmm. Personally is why I think you should yep. do as Reba. And yeah. then you put Austin and Drew in fire <laughs> or, or, or you put yourself in fire to knock out Austin. Personally, if I'm D or Julie. So Julie, I, I think she's the least likely to win of the four Reba drew. I mean, drew though as well. It's, there's just nothing it's, where it's like, okay, but uh, if Julie gets the end, right, who does she have on the jury? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Outside of yeah. Reba, I don't know. Well, yeah. And it is, it's tough because, you know, I mean, she talked about how she felt like it was such a big betrayal to vote out Kelly and then to vote out Kendra. Um, but do they feel the same way? I'm not sure. Cause I, I feel like, you know, it it is especially in this new era like people just aren't really taking things as personally Kelly took it personally she did in the moment but i don't know will she still be mad about it she did next day she was at tribal she was still mad you're right will she be mad in seven days this is yeah this is a good question she has ha- has a few days to cool off so i don't know we'll see but if you have negative feelings for somebody and then there's somebody else in the final three you don't have any negative feelings for them that you don't mm-hmm. have to recover from. Mm-hmm. Much easier to vote for. Yeah, true. Also, remember that this goes for everybody. Remember that people like to vote for people that they, that they view themselves in as the winner. They want to see themselves in the winner. So some people here might see you're right. Some of the maybe some of the women see themselves in Julie. Like, I hope I'm as cool as Julie when I'm 49. You know, Katura is 34. And if she thinks Julie's a threat, maybe she votes for Julie. If Julie's at the end and Katura's not. 
So it's not that Julie can't get votes. It's that can Julie get the majority of the votes? I think we get one guy in the final three, by the way. I think he gets all the guy votes. Interesting. Unless it's Jake. Sorry, unless it's, if it's Jake. Yeah. I, I'm talking about Austin or Drew. I don't mean Jake. Oh, oh, oh sure, sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> if Austin or Drew reach the final three, I think they could get all the guy votes. And this is, and this is considering like Emily isn't there because Caleb would vote for Emily, obviously. What I think is interesting this season is, at least from what we've seen, it feels like there's a guy girl divide. But I don't know if the guys feel that way because it's always we're always hearing from the girls saying like, oh, we're going to do a girls alliance. We're going to do, you know, a girl's going to win this season or whatever. So like from a viewer perspective, we feel that divide. But I don't know if the guys do. But that is interesting. The logo of the season even has a woman instead of a guy holding up the torch, which, by the way, they make that logo well before they film the season. (laughs) <laughs> somebody tried telling me it kind of looks like uh i forgot what they said i think d maybe like therefore d is the winner i'm like okay that's a stretch because it's not how it's a game show they can't script it legally not allowed yeah also no. i would not watch the show if it was scripted i would be out right. of here yeah <laughs> not here for scripted so anyways um yeah julie i'm not high and i just don't see i just don't see it i mean if she sits next to austin drew at the end maybe all the women vote for her i guess yeah i could see that i could see that happening for sure but they cut her secret scene from the show. I mean, the yeah, yeah. top story from the show. So it's like, on one hand, it's like, I could see it. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, factually, it can't happen. I also, I don't see how she gets rid of D and Emily. Oh, and gosh, is not, that would be like, huge. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see how she would do that. But if she yeah. pulled that off, though, I'd be like, okay, Julie's got yeah, win, right? I don't exactly. care where her sob story is at. Yeah. If she yep. got rid of Emily and, and, and D, holy crap. Yeah. yeah, I don't see why if, if she spearheaded those moves. I don't see why she couldn't win. Those are some big moves. That's a big move. Well, let's talk about our last player, Katura. Katura has no votes against her, uh, along with Austin, which means technically only her and Austin could get a perfect game this season, meaning no votes against you and getting the whole jury. Could you see Katura getting the whole jury voting for her? Um, well, Bruce is on the jury right now. And I don't think Bruce is as salty as Katura is, though. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if she gets to final tribal, all she's going to talk about is how much Bruce <laughs> sucks at playing this game. I toppled Bruce. They're going to be like, what did you do? <laughs> and she's going <laughs> to, oh man. I'm yeah, in revenge mode on Bruce. She said these exactly. things last yeah, night. She's like, oh, I got Bruce voted out. And they're like, okay, what else? She's like, hey, have you guys, yeah, Bruce sucks. <laughs> and Bruce is like, I'm right here. Her story has basically been, I'm a lawyer. Let me lie about my age. Bruce, 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 Bruce. Now the Bruce is gone. Will we get, I mean, we, so this week they did try to flush her out a little bit more, but she's been so one dimensional all season. Yeah. Even like, okay. So the moment we briefly talked about it earlier, but they had the perfect moment to throw in a sob story for her and they didn't like she referenced something with her mom and then just kind of brushed right past it. Here's the thing, Rebecca. Here's the thing. I don't think they could do a sob story for that. And here's my theory. Something tells me production didn't know she has no contact with her mom. She's made, she's like, doesn't want contact. Sure. Her mom. So yep. a, that means a family member mm-hmm. let her mom send a letter and production's like, yeah, it's her mother. Why? Like, that's not somebody we should automatically be saying no to. So they just gave her the letter and then she reveals, oh, I have no contact with my mother. And it's like, well, 
too late now. Like we didn't know, you know, I don't think production went out of their way. Any any producer worth their salt would then sit her down and be like, hey, in a confessional, tell us like about this. Tell us, you know what she did. Yeah. But it wasn't in I don't think it was in a confessional, was it? it she, she told us briefly about it. mentioned it at the uh, I could be I could be wrong, but I thought she just mentioned it. Anyway, regardless, they didn't they didn't share the whole story in the edit. And I don't know, maybe she didn't tell it, but, you know, I think that she still has no contact with her mother. That's why. Like she didn't provide the show a picture of her and her mother, because I think despite the letter that she didn't want, Mm -hmm. she doesn't want contact with her mother. So she's not going to make it. So they couldn't make it to a moment because Katura for her, it's not a mo. It's not that. It's not like Emily wanting to marry her boyfriend. Like it's not a happy. Like I think Katura like doesn't want contact with her mom. Frankly, yeah, yeah. I can well, understand that. <laughs> and and but she even mentioned like her sister and like her sister said some nice stuff to her. Like I feel like there was opportunity for them to put some sort of sob story there, and they specifically chose not to. This could be like Bruce, though, when Bruce won immunity the first time, we we're like, huh, that could have been a sob story because he brought up his kids, I think. But then they waited till the next week to do it. Well, Katura could be next week. It could be. So she kind of had one. Not quite. She has 44 confessionals, uh, which is the third most in the season, though. How many for 44 were about Bruce? Probably 40 of them. Yeah, at least 40. I'm very excited to hear what she talks about next episode. Oh, now first that- is going to be Bruce is gone. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good riddance, she'll say. Yeah, we're gonna hear from her immediately once they hit the beach. Um and but then yeah, what is she gonna talk about now? I'm 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 excited. I don't know. We'll see. I need a supercut of all of Katura's confessionals about Bruce, including whatever she says next week. And in between her confessionals about how much she hates Bruce, just Bruce was like doing like the hang ten while winning immunity (laughs) and doing the boys segment. Like Bruce just like doing everything else dancing on the boat when he was he went on the what he went on like the journey or something yeah 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 and Katura's like, yeah <laughs> like i just see a super kind of katara hating bruce mm-hmm, and bruce mm-hmm. just like having fun like they'd be the pro- probably the greatest video and i will share it if someone makes it by the way so it makes it i will share it i'm i want to watch it <laughs> it sounds amazing but yes katara what does she have what is her story outside of hating bruce she you know i'll be honest i forgot that she was a lawyer because that was a thing that they said i think in like the first episode she was like oh yeah i'm gonna lie about this and then she sat jake down and was like what's it like being a lawyer um and yeah i i like (laughs) so many of her confessionals have just been about bruce that i i've forgotten like the (laughs) little bit of personal information that we got from her early on i forgot she's a person outside of the storyline yeah Yeah. because i think last night jake was saying some oh he said that there's a lot of like imposter syndrome with lawyers and they like cut to Katura and she gave like a knowing nod. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, she's a lawyer. Well, actually, Jake, Julie and Katura are all lawyers. And strangely enough, those are the three. We're all we're like, yeah, they're not winning. I mean, I say Jake's not <laughs> well, winning. You I think, think he could. I think Jake could. But yeah. I think Jake can't win. Yeah. Katura, though, ain't winning. Her story's only been about Bruce. She uploaded a six minute TikTok video. Let's not forget <laughs> talking yep. about why. She is more as a person than just hating Bruce and winners don't do that. Winners don't do that. I know the sh- that's not the show's fault, by the way. She did that. That was her own. So I, that, I try to ignore 
social media stuff, but that was like, it was too much. It was too, too much. She did that. Like, by the way, episode four or five. Yeah. Pre-merge. <laughs> she posted that. I thought her was gone. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's gone next week. She posted this. Nope. <laughs> she Wouldn't it be funny so, if she makes she it to the so end? <laughs> she didn't even know what the rest of her story was going to be. She felt yeah. like she needed to explain it so early. She's like, right. oh, crap. If this yeah. direct direction you're going, I know I gave them so much ammo. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's like thinking through like the whole season. She's like, crap, I did talk about that the whole time. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> she's in final tribal. They're like, all right, everyone present why you think you should win. Uh, D's like, I ran the Reba 4 Alliance. <laughs> Emily's like, well, I survived Lulu. Katura's like, I freaking hate Bruce, and I got him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bruce man. on the jury, like, why, why am I supposed to vote for you? So, I don't know. Bruce is like taken. By the way, all this in such stride. He was the villain, and on social media, he's still like, he's just hanging ten. Yeah, you know. Yeah, even like uh, in the episode uh, last night, he was you know encouraging her when she was like afraid of the water. Like he was being like, hey, you got this. You know, he was like trying to talk her up and stuff. And despite like, oh. Jake uh, snaking him and leaking it, just like he said he would, the information, he still was encouraging him while he's crying. Yeah. Bruce is yeah. just a nice dude. He's just, I think he's just yeah. hard to work with strategically. Yeah. Yep. And I think that annoyed Katura too much. It over, it overwhelmed a lot of people, by the way, for everyone, especially Katura to be targeting Bruce. And I think it's to the detriment of their own game. I think they should have been able to push that aside. And looked and thought, well, if Bruce is at the end, who's going to vote for Bruce? Nobody likes him. Yeah. Enough sure. to vote for him. I mean, nobody likes him enough to mm-hmm. vote. I don't know. I think it's, I want, I like, I don't, just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. But I, I'm glad that people aren't out there playing like robots. So, Katura, where do you have her ranked? Oh, yeah. I have her ranked number seven, which again is interchangeable with the others, but I just don't think she has any shot at winning. I have Katura ranked number five. Okay. Number okay. five. Above Drew and Julie, because she hasn't had her sob story cut into a secret scene. That's true. That's, that's yeah, about that's it. Fair. That's, that's fair. about the only reason. Yeah, that's all she's got going for her. That's all she's got going for her. <laughs> well, 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 that's it for the end of our top seven. We're going to do an after show, of course. But Rebecca oh. and I will be back in yeah. two weeks for those who are going to check out here. Uh, and we might maybe likely we'll be doing a three way uh, finale. Sorry. Uh <laughs> final five conversation with Mary. We're going to get me, Mary and Rebecca on a three-way call. We'll record mm-hmm. with our proper mic. So it won't sound like a phone call, but we're going to do a three-way phone call mm-hmm. and we're going to do a five final five pros and cons. You know, at that point we'll mostly know who the jury is. So we'll have a mm-hmm. pretty, should have a pretty good idea on who can get whose vote and we'll go in depth. That's in two weeks. So stay tuned. Also, Rebecca will be back for 46. Maybe. I would love to. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd be great. You know, I asked you the other day and you didn't respond. I was like, maybe Rebe- oh, Rebecca's yeah. quitting. And yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I figured ghosting you is the way to tell yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Rebecca, do you want to do another season with me? And Rebecca ghosts me. And I'm like, well, wow, to be fair, right. you texted me several things and I got overwhelmed and was just responding like to the other thing. That does not, I do not ask three questions in three different texts rapid fire. I never do yeah. that. I never yeah. do that. <laughs> no, I, I, I knew you were going to say yes, obviously. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 No, so I Rebecca, enjoy doing this. Rebecca will be back next year. I guess that yes. that's an announcement I should make in the finale, but who cares? Sure. So, because yeah. 46, it's happening. Yeah. And I, they haven't officially renewed 47, 48, but I'd be shocked if they didn't. Yeah. 
They it's gotta get dominating. to fifty seasons at least. At this uh, point, just do fifty. You know? I'm not sure when Jeff's gonna check out, but I think they're gonna go beyond Jeff at the rate they're going. It's still number yeah. one on Wednesdays. Yeah. In a time yeah. when people keep going to streaming, it's still getting the views of live the live views. People can't wait for Paramount mm-hmm. Plus. Yeah. So, anyways, all right, yeah. Rebecca, let's do it. Some people don't like this segment. That's yeah. why I do, we talked about some other things to give them time to check out. Right. They're still here. This is on them. Exactly. Tell me about the Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay. So a couple things have happened since last time we talked. Um, the main thing is she has announced that her movie will be coming to streaming on her birthday, which is December 13th. So the the movie is uh, just they filmed the Eras tour. Well, uh, she, I don't think she said yet, but it is going to be on demand. So I'm sure you're going to have to buy it or rent it or whatever. I don't think it's going to go. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go straight to Netflix, although it might end up there. Um, but yeah, she's she's going to make so much money off of this. But uh, yeah, so it's coming out December 13th. And the kicker is it's going to be the extended version. So in the version longer that, than the theatrical one. Yes, because in wow. the version that was in theaters, there were a few there were a few songs that were cut. I know at least uh, the Archer from the Lover era and uh one or two songs from speak now i know long live was cut out um yeah a couple a couple other songs i think but so yeah so the streaming version will be the extended version that will be the complete set list and so yeah that'll be coming out december 13th believe it or not um, i read an article about this yeah just the other day Mm -hmm. uh on ign i believe they talked about how she's not doing streaming in terms of uh, Peacock, Paramount Plus, Netflix. She's doing VOD, uh, video on demand, like you said, where people pay to rent or pay to buy. I wonder if she'll put it on disc. I don't know, like on Blu-ray, 4K, Blu-ray. I would. I, I feel feel like she has the audience. She could definitely do that and have people pay for it. But she's. This is this is basically what she's doing is what how it used to be before the pandemic, where. The, 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 the movie ran in theaters for a few months and then it went to a place where you could pay money to watch it at your home. But, and the, the, but you push off as long as you can putting it on a streaming service or yeah, basically put it on a streaming service at this point um, because you want to make money to make your money back because streaming services don't make you that much money. And like Taylor Swift's like, like doing what I think everyone who is in a position of power in the movie industry should, should do if you want to make money. And it's like, yeah duh don't put it straight to streaming some people don't watch disney stuff as much right yeah she's she's doing all of this right because even with the theatrical release i think she she like kind of cut out the middleman and just went straight to the theaters so she made direct deals with i know like amc and i think uh there's another it was at my regal here so she made a deal with them too i guess another one yep but yeah she like made direct deals with the theaters um which i thought was just super smart so she's, I mean, she's already made so much money off this tour. She's going to make so much more, um, but she's a businesswoman, you know, at the end of the day. So this is the um, way to do it, though. If you make a movie, I is. feel like you should. Yeah. No, you, there's no blockbusters anymore. Yeah. You put it on, you, you make the movie mm-hmm. three to four months later, you put it on disc slash mm-hmm. video on demand. So people can rent yes. it with money. If people and will then, pay to watch it. Well, it depends on yeah. what movie you put out, obviously. Yeah. Who your uh, audience is, yeah. Who, who, what, what, if you bought the Super Mario movie, I bet you, is that gone to streaming anywhere? If it has, they definitely could have not put it on streaming for a bit and just left it on because I just saw it on Amazon 
on sale for like 10 bucks, by the way, for 4K Blu-ray, which is a great deal for a brand new movie. My point is that that's like how it used to be. And that's how you make the most money. That's how they used to do it. And that's how they were able to fund movies that were mid-budget movies that have kind yep. of all but disappeared for the most part. Mid-budget yep. meaning, I think more than 20 million is mid-budget. I'm not sure what the official, do you know? Mm, I don't know. I don't know the official definition for mid-budget, but it's like, it used to give us stuff like Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here. I'm going back to the nineties, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jerry, Ma- Jerry Maguire. There you go. Another big sure. budget movie movies where you yep. get like a star actor, but it's not an action movie. It's not a, it's not a superhero movie, but you have like star actors in it doing mm-hmm. something like really well, a really good drama, a really good, even really good comedies like liar, liar. See here. I, my knowledge yep. apparently is all nineties movies. Yep. There you okay. Go. Yes, man. There we go. It's a newer one. <laughs> Talladega nights would be a mid budget, you know, Stuff that they don't make anymore. Heck, yeah. I watched Good Burger and then I watched Good Burger 2, Rebecca. And it was night and day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen Good Burger 1 or 2? I No, I have not. Okay. So Good Burger 1 is probably yep. on the lower budget because it just starred actors from Nickelodeon back in oh, 97. Yeah. And it's yeah. hilarious. It's so funny. It's so goofy. And they made a new one for straight to streaming. Good Burger mm-hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. Here we are. What? 16? No, 20 years later. What was it? It was 97 to 2023. Whatever that gap is. Twenty Sure. 26 years geez louise <laughs> and i get and i guarantee you because they knew it was going straight to streaming it looked mm-hmm. and felt like the time and effort was not put in the money was not yeah. put in like yeah. it was for good burger because good burger went to the theater mm. and it was a bit what was probably was a mid-budget movie i can't i don't have it in front of me right here yeah yeah it's just good burger 2 just came out and i'm like i watched it with mary and i'm like how do they have the same actors doing mm-hmm. the same bit and it feels so cheap yeah like it's well, and it actors. is interesting because like people just consume media differently now than they used to as well. Because like, yeah, I mean, I I mean, the majority of the time I will have Netflix running in the background while I'm doing laundry or, you know, doing something else. And it's just kind of like people it aren't, aren't necessarily, <gasps> like you said, just sitting down and like going to theaters and like really... I mean, there are experiences like that, like the new Hunger Games movie that just came out. Like that mm-hmm. was cool to go see that in theaters. But yeah, I mean, it's much more of like, I don't know. Yeah, just I don't want to say background noise, but like just I don't know, I guess kind of background noise. Yeah, you just like have it on while you're doing something else and you're did kind you of see the you look Dungeons at it every and, once in a while. Did you see the Dungeons and Dragons movie? I did. Yes. It's on Paramount Plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I saw that one theater. It was really good. They released yeah. it at the wrong time of the year. Yeah. By the way. Yeah, but that was really good. In case people look for a recommendation for a movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it yeah. was fun and I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, so. No, yeah, I don't either. Uh, just yeah. one of those movies where it's like, it's like it failed because it like a lot of the movies this year just released at the wrong time. There mm-hmm. was like six weeks in a row where like massive $200 million budget move, like we're dropping back mm-hmm. to back to back to back. Like there's no time for anyone to breathe. And then yep. here we are for like the past like four or five months, <laughs> like no big movies have dropped for like yeah. the whole well, school I mean, year so And far. also you had the whole uh, Barbie and... Uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer thing. Yeah. yeah. Oppenheimer. I don't know however you pronounce it. Oppenheimer. Um, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it has been an interesting year. There was yeah. like a series. I don't know if this is the exact order. It was like Transformers, Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, Fast X were like four weekends back to back to back. And it's like, can any of you guys give yeah. each other room to breathe? Because everyone relax. <laughs> they're cannibalizing each other. And yeah. then here we are for like three or four months with nothing. Yep. Yeah. Well, you do have Except the for new Hunger Games and Disney, Disney flops. Pixar Wish. It was movie. not Pixar, it's just Disney. 
Just Disney? Okay. Yeah, and that one flopped hard. Along with yeah. the Marvels. Shocking, I know. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. so shocked. Nobody saw that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I will say, the new Hunger Games movie was good if you don't mind snakes. There are a lot of snakes in that movie, so... Anyone... Mary went and saw that with her sisters, and... Yeah. She's... I, I think she has struggles connecting with the character who just wants to kill children. Yes. Well, that's valid. Uh, <laughs> but he's yeah. hot, you know? I could give, like, an in-depth thoughts on this but i personally felt like it should have been two movies because i i did want more character development from him um but that being said it was really cool it was fun there were a lot of cool characters besides him um that were just interesting and yeah i don't know i enjoyed it i think they smartly made that only one for Mm -hmm. the reason of let's say this one it just does okay like it's doing right Mm -hmm. now it's doing fine sure are people gonna want to see a sequel yeah. Well, my suggestion was that they Financially, make, I mean, they make a part one and a part two and they release them both at the same time so that you can so just make you a can, one long movie then. <laughs> no, because this one's already long. It's like three hours long. I think they That's needed like two, at least two hour long movies. I think that would have been the sweet spot. I think as someone only... who has not read the book, I think that would have been the sweet spot. <laughs> she, Mary read the book and she told me, thankfully, it was one movie when she got okay. back home. So okay. I, uh, the only, so I, a couple years ago, I went and saw Harry Potter and the Cursed Child play. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. that is a, yeah. tur- as a two-parter purposeful, mm-hmm. like the intermission happens. And it's like, yeah, the, that one go, if they ever end up making it, I don't know how they would. Cause I feel like not only well, I think they're Rowling, making a TV series about it. No, they're making a TV series about they're just redoing the original. Oh, are they eight okay. movies? Ah. So if I think I feel like at that point, at this point, that's probably the best way Curse Child to ever be made is if mm-hmm. that cast that makes the first, I'm sorry, the original seven books, eight movies, whatever it is, into a mm-hmm. TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that, because Curse Child's supposed to take place like 20, 30 years after or something like that. Oh, like right. when they're adults. Yep. Uh, if that cast could do it, that's when they would do it. If they get that far, we'll see. We'll see if they can get through all seven books on yeah. TV and without being canceled. Yeah. So I don't know. The I, Harry the, Potter the Harry Potter fan base is pretty pretty large. The the yeah, but we're talking Rebecca now. Okay, so they gotta make seven seasons. And mm-hmm. is it gonna be like Game of Thrones? Not Game of Thrones. Is it gonna be like Stranger Things where it's like, you know, Stranger Things has only made four seasons, but they've been doing mm-hmm. it for eight years now. You know? Yeah. yeah. What the heck? <laughs> what when is season yeah. five? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it if Harry Potter I I, I assume it'll be somewhat different people making the show than made the movies but like they did the movies right by just they planned to release one a year and they're like i don't know how many were greenlit at first well but they, they got eight done they, in 11 years yeah oh, no they got eight done in 10 yeah. years because ten, oh, oh, 10 years okay it was oh one to 2011 all eight came out in that time frame. okay okay yeah but they were just like consistent with it and i think that's the main thing is like just yeah being consistent so your audience knows what to expect you know and also just like people got into the habit of okay every thanksgiving or christmas or whatever mm-hmm. it is you know the family goes to see the new harry potter movie you know yeah and so yeah i don't know we'll see i agree if they're gonna do it, it has to be every year and you gotta get yeah. all seven done and yep. then you can think about cursed child yes so we're talking i mean see when the <laughs> heck is season one also when's the, where's the narnia show by netflix yeah. Okay, Greta Gerwig is directing that. Oh no! And I am so excited about oh, that. No. She's <laughs> I'm not the so right hyped for it. You're hyped for Greta Gerwig directing I'm hyped. it. Hyped. Did you Oof. see Barbie? Okay, and <laughs> not sure why that makes her qualified to do Narnia. It's not. It's not yeah. the same. 
I mean, it'll be interesting, but Narnia I, I with its overt like Christian message is not Greta Gerwig Barbie. Let me tell you. Yeah, but she's also, to be fair, she's also starting with the silver chair, which is like she is. Why? I don't know. Well, because that's I don't know. That was the one that got no. greenlit. That's oh. one they've been working on for a what? while. Yeah. Technically, it should be Magician's Nephew for going truly chronological. I mean, I agree, but I don't know. They're starting with Silver Chair because I think what? originally, because well, originally what it was was because we had the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and then Prince Caspian, and then Voyage of the Dawn Treader. So Silver Chair is the next logical thing to no, make. No, it's not. Silver Chair yeah. requires taking the people from Voyage of Dawn Treader, yeah, or, or at least the one kid from Voyage of Dawn Treader, and yeah, he's like the main to- character. But yeah, yep. useless, whatever. But it's like, no, I they can't be doing that, Rebecca. That sounds so dumb. That sounds so. <laughs> that is so dumb. There's no way I'm looking I, this yeah. up. If okay. you're right, I'm not saying yeah. you're dumb. By the way, I'm saying if they're doing that, that is dumb. I'm not yeah. saying you are dumb. What yeah. the heck? Are they really doing that? The, Narnia, yeah, Netflix. they are. Yeah. Where did you see? When did you see this, Rebecca? I recently. What? NarniaWeb.com. NarniaWeb.com. That's a website. Is that where you were? Real website. Listen, I was very homeschooled. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. If anyone knew about Narnia, be you. Yeah, I. Uh, Yeah, I was obsessed. But yeah, I don't know. I'm looking right now. Yeah. Why would they start? I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what she does with this because I I think it's going to be different than because like here's the thing the Narnia stories like they're so good they're such good source material and mm-hmm. but that being said like we already have a couple versions of like some of them so like you can't redo the line the witch in the wardrobe because there's already too many versions of it yes you can. um i i do agree someone like they should do the magician's nephew at some point but also that one is like really challenging that, that one would, requires a budget just be a lot to take on <laughs> that one so magician's nephew yeah. if, if you all are listening you haven't read these books magician's nephew i yeah. think is personally the craziest one of the seven books and it's it's chronologically it's so first. insane like, it's so insane but it's con- so good the concepts introduced but like it works like it's not like yes. it's not like i don't know how to try like you can re- it's meant these are meant for mm-hmm. middle grade i would say yeah so it's not like and then, but it's like it's still insane like to imagine like this is the same universe as yeah. Nar- as that Narnia book I read. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. And so when you're when uh, you know, when you're getting into the whole Narnia thing, depending on how deep you want to get into it, there are two different camps with Narnia fans. One mm-hmm. camp is you should read things in uh chronological order, so start That's with Magician's camp. Nephew. I'm that camp. Yes. Like just the sto- the order of the story. And then there's another camp that says you should read the books in the order in which Lewis wrote them. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, if I recall correctly, I think Magician's Nephew was, it was like one the of the last book. ones, if not. Yeah, it was like definitely a later one that he wrote. Oh, wait, what? Um, no, I think you're it, right. I think it was the it one before the last, last one. Battle. No, it was before yeah. Last Battle. Before Last Battle. Okay. Which is, um, by the way, a wild way to, to go like, let's, all right, before yeah. the finale, let's go back to the <laughs> Back to the very beginning right. of this whole universe. But that being said, because you're talking about like all the different concepts that are introduced. Mm-hmm. And so like if that's the first book that you're reading, yeah, it's a lot to take in. But I think if if you're reading it in the order that he wrote them and you're kind of familiar with the world and that's already been established, then it's a little bit yeah. less crazy. But either way, yeah, By the it way, is it's a lot. <laughs> if you haven't read these books, they're like they're not long. They're like I want to say no. under two hundred pages each. 
Probably, yeah. They're not that long. And they're like an easy, fun read. Yeah, but like, also they're so full. Yes. Like, it oh, yeah, it's they're not, not like, shallow at all. No, no, it's like there was no no time is wasted. All killer, no right. filler. So mm-hmm. if you haven't read the Narnia series, check it out. Rebecca, which yep. order do you prefer? I prefer chronological. Yeah, I tend to be chronological um, just because that's the way my brain works in terms of mm-hmm. like character arcs. I just really like seeing... You know, because there's some characters that that, you know, are in multiple books. And so I like seeing those character arcs, although I do have to say, and this is now spoilers. So if you haven't read. Oh, no, don't spoil. No spoilers. Okay. no spoilers. No No on this on the series from the 50s. Don't spoil. Oh, my goodness. Can you be vague in your spoilers? (laughs) I know all of it. I will just say, okay. so if you've read the books, you'll know what I'm talking about. I. I'm not a fan of the way that the last battle ends, specifically in regards to a dear character okay, that well. we have known for much of the series. Is that vague enough? All right. Well, you know, stop it, Rebecca. Too um, much. Too much info. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, it's Netflix a great series. series. I'm very hyped for. We'll see if it's good, but each book, I'm very excited. Despite being same universe and despite featuring same characters for the most part, goes off in wildly different directions. Yeah. Lion Witch Wardrobe to Prince Caspian is like, that's Mm -hmm. probably the most, that's probably the most direct sequel of everything. Then you go to Voyage Dawn Treader, you're like, what are we doing again? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. You go to the Horses Boy and you're like, what is this story? Yeah, that story is like completely unrelated. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Horses Boy is almost like. It's so funny. It's so good. But it's like in the same, it's all in the same world. So you just like read all these and you're like, Wow, he really had essentially like maybe five or six different stories to tell in seven books, but they're all connected with like this. It's anyway, so it's really good. There's a reason why Narnia is still talked about today. And, you know, people might appreciate that we talked about this instead of Taylor Swift as much. (laughs) All right. Well, Rebecca, I smell Mary has been making dinner. I told her I'd be ready 15 minutes earlier and I'm not. Yeah, (laughs) I miscalculated on my time. Revving biscuits and gravy. Oh. Revving biscuits and gravy. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man. If you could smell this, you would be invited. Uh, but we talked about Narnia away, too long. <laughs> All right. Well, Ooh, nice. uh, Mary and I will be back next week with both Breakdown and Winter Analysis. And Rebecca will be back with us in two weeks. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye.